Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And Darian, we're not going to talk uh, <laughs> any basketball today for obvious reasons, but hey, we've got some uh, pretty good uh, talk upcoming about the UAB football recruiting update, wouldn't you say? Yes, sir. I would say so. And actually, we are pleased to be joined by special guest, Jimmy Marion. You guys might know him on Twitter as uh, the UAB Athletics fan. So definitely, hey, we've said it before on previous episodes. If you are not following that Twitter handle, give him a follow right now. There's nobody else in this on Twitter or any place that covers UAB recruiting like Jimmy does. So follow at UAB Athletics fan. But Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it, John. Uh, Definitely excited to talk some uh, UAB recruiting content today. Yes, definitely. A lot of positive vibes, too. We we need that in UAB athletics right now with the basketball team slumping like they have <laughs> recently. Um, but before we get started, hey, you guys know the drill. If you are not subscribed to the Blazer Victory podcast where you're listening to us right now, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, wherever, hit that follow or subscribe button so you do not m- miss any future episodes of the Blazer Victory podcast. And also... Hey, if you haven't bought a Blazer Victory podcast hoodie, what are you waiting for? I'll put the link in the description. You can go ahead and click that link and get you a nice, warm, stylish hoodie. Different colors. Different color. Yeah, we got white. But hey, the icy white. You know, yes, that's my favorite. Yeah, I like the icy white. The icy white. I like the black. I'm like, you know, I, I like to be, you know, inconspicuous. I come around the corner. You, you, you never know. You just see the the logo up front, just the black hoodie and the logo. You know, you. I look dangerous, you know, so or you can get the gray. I like the charcoal gray look. So just just check it out, man. I think you guys will like it. I really love the material of the hoodie, too. So just check it out. Definitely. And we've got T-shirts, uh, you know, short sleeve, long sleeves and hoodies. Uh, go to storefrontiercom slash blazer pod. But I will put the link directly to go to the hoodie. So definitely pick up one of those and just help support the show. You know, this is a free show. You know, we don't charge anything. So, hey, help support us and get a Blazer Victory po- Blazer Victory podcast hoodie today. But, Jimmy, so this is your first time on the Blazer Victory podcast. I'm going to have to ask you to give just a short, um, you know, a few minute intro about yourself, like how you, you became a UAB fan. And my goodness, like, how do you do what you do, man? Because you, you are <laughs> Listen, always the, hey, he's the suit. I'm able to talk to John. I'm like, who is this dude? Like, who is this account? Like, I don't know who this is. I'm just message the guy. I don't know. And he's like, dude, you know my name, my handle, like my name is right there. I was like, oh, I didn't know, man. Yeah, no. Uh, just a little bit about me. I mean, I've been a UAB fan for for quite some time. So I started going to UAB events 18 years ago uh, with my dad. I went to school uh, at UAB uh, 2010, graduated in 2014. Um, I was a part of student life on campus, uh, heavily involved in even the athletic department as a student. Um, And so I I would be certainly what you would define as a diehard fan. Um, I've actually had the account for a little over a decade now. And just like anything else, I just uh, thought, hey, why not uh, create an account on Twitter? Um, You know, for me, uh, being a UAB fan, you know, I always felt like there was somewhat of a void. Um, and just content about UAB recruitment. Um, and so over time, I just really developed an interest and a passion for 
that side of the business. Um, I didn't play football at any level, trust me. Uh, and I'm not next to nose guy. I don't watch the film uh, like Darian. So, you know, recruiting's always been, you know, just my way of connecting to the game and, and really giving back to the UAB fan base again uh, in an area where I'm not quite sure that we've had that content like some other fan bases over time. I love yes, it. Uh, definitely. I definitely feel like it feels a much needed void because I feel like that recruiting bridge, I feel like, like what John, John created this platform, right? Like John is the OG and I think it's the, it's the glue, it's the connector, you know, and I feel like it's been the best thing for us. And I, of course I'm the former player guy, you know, I got some inside knowledge, you know, and stuff like that. I watch film, I'm a film junkie. Uh, the offensive linemen are always the smartest guys on the team. So I'm the center. And then, like, but that that void for recruiting, you, if you look at, at a lot of teams, they have that voice, like, you know, who's visiting, you know, what they said, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and, I, and I look over at the 24-7 page for us. I'm like, dude, please just update it. Like, we we don't have to have all the the knowledge, you know, that, that Alabama, you know, recruiting has or Georgia recruiting where you know who's taking a visit, what day they come in, where they going, where, what what are they thinking? Uh, Texas, I see more on Texas recruiting than I do UAB. And I'm just like, That's I don't true. want this content on my feed. I don't, I'm not even a lie. Why is this on my feed? I, I, I've heard, I've seen 50 articles about Arch Manning. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm just really, really appreciative and grateful that we do have someone that's really taking it as serious as you and as thorough as you are. Like you're very thorough with what you do. And um I think it's a void that's that you're feeling that's much needed and I think it has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely been an evolution like over time. So it just started off with just an interest and then you learn the little things, you know, some things down the road. So I know, Darian, you make some uh, food references, some cooking references uh, on the <laughs> yes, podcast. And, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of my secret sauce, you know what I'm saying? So I, can't give you, I can't give you all the ingredients, but what I can tell you is that uh, you learn over time to look for signals. You know, you're looking at, uh, you know, I call it activity. So it's like who's liking what, how recent, who's following who, are they following one another? Um, you know, you're just looking for some certain trends and, you got to realize that, you know, these guys, these prospects, you know, they've got different pages. Some people are, you know, privy to just Twitter versus Instagram, but you kind of got to dabble a little bit in both because people will push out stuff on one medium versus not the other. And so you got to get your notifications turned on, your list all built. You got to be organized and, Ooh, you know, cool. uh, just kind of develop somewhat of a strategy. So, uh yeah, just kind of painting a little bit of a broad brush there, but that's some of the behind the scenes that that's going on. And I'm I'm pretty sure John can agree with me on here. We're talking about the food references. Like you just gave a couple of your ingredients, um, but you need the right shelf to do that. Listen, I was trying to do a little bit of what you was talking about. I was like, oh no, I am not <laughs> with this. Like I I am not. Right. The I gave up on it pretty quick, and I just. I was like, hey, man, I just, I can send a DM, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, so it, it takes a certain type of person to be made for it. So, yeah, again, we appreciate it. And that's that's pretty cool, man. No problem. I enjoy it. Well, guys, hey, Trent Dilfer <laughs> era uh, recruiting seems to be off to a good start. Um, 
I know you guys were just talking about, uh, you know, Darren, you mentioned, uh, you know, Arch Manning and Texas stuff. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of seeing New Mexico stuff on my feet, but <laughs> I guess we're going to have to <laughs> be, be OK with that for a little while. But um, but, you know, so I feel like the coaching staff and Trent Dilfer, they're, they're doing a really good job right now kind of attacking what this uh, football program needs. Uh, some needs are pretty urgent right now. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, Jimmy Darian, I, really this episode, I'm not going to lie, recruiting is my weakness. I, I really don't spend a lot of time on recruiting. I know, um, Jimmy, especially, you know, you're the guru on it. Um, and, and Darian, I know you dabble in it a lot, too. And especially being a former player, you know, being in that uh, recruitment process. But in, in, in y'all's opinion, who are who is UAB football? Like who who are the coaching staff really targeting right now? Like what would you say? I let Jimmy lead this conversation. Yeah, there's there's a few two you know that are kind of obvious right now. So uh, probably most of your listeners um, have seen uh, content about Jordan Hall, six eight three twenty tackle, high school prospect out of Ohio. Um, he's a previous Colorado commit. Uh, he's got a bevy of G5 offers. This guy, uh, first team All-State in Ohio. Um, you know, what I've heard about Jordan, obviously he's he's visited, uh, you know, but quickly watching the film and, and hearing from certain people, if we get him, he's someone that, um, you know, could be looking at some early playing time. He's got all the tools that the staff is looking uh, for in that particular position. So that's something, you know, I'll be looking – to kind of see how it's handled going forward with the new staff. Like, you know, uh, I think we're accustomed to, um, you know, coming into the, you know, the team, redshirting, uh, maybe getting some special team snaps, kind of, you know, developing the body, doing all those things. Not that that's not important, but, you know, I think that from what I gather, this is somebody that they'd be looking at, you know, yes, he could redshirt a year, but you bring him in and he's looking at some early playing time uh, if he kind of fits the bill. You know, you know what? That's that's interesting, especially from an offensive lineman standpoint, because um, a lot of times you can probably come in as a, a, a receiver or a running back or maybe even a corner, you know, and you can get that playing time. But you don't really see too many offensive linemen come in because they're not physically developed. You got to think a lot of time when guys are seniors, they like grown men, you know, coming out. And um, you're a kid from high school, a kid from high school coming in and you playing against these grown men in the trenches is different. I was yep. a guy I've been raised in the trenches my whole life. The trenches are is I play other positions. There's nothing that can save you when you're down in that phone booth. And you and it's another I've been against first round draft picks, you know, Fletcher Cox and all of those guys. Ain't nothing gonna save you in those trenches. So it's interesting to me. I know he's huge. Did you say he was three fifty? Uh, I got him at three twenty. Three twenty, six eight, three twenty. He is huge, you know. Uh, but but the size, I think when he when he if we do get him, it's been from what I've been seeing, it seems like that we have a a good chance at him. Um, you know, I think we'll have to get him in the strength in conditioning program and just see where he's at, see how he holds up against physicality. Cause it, that size don't matter when you're going against, you know, Alex Wright, you know, mm-hmm. getting ready to come at you. And he, he, he speed the power rush off the edge on you, you know, three, that three twenty can get put on the ground real quick. But I, you know, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if he was a guy 
that you know maybe they could play as a freshman. That's something that's like very almost it's almost it's almost like a foreign concept at UAB at this point. Yeah, that, I uh, think uh, to have a true freshman to have a true freshman to play, and then if you're talking about offensive line, it ain't you don't really rotate offensive linemen, right? So if you're talking about playing time, you're talking about starting. Yeah, and he'd probably be a tackle, right? Like he he would look more. Okay, yeah. He's uh, and I think that's where that definition of like uh, early could be subjective. So, you know, that could still mean for us redshirt a year, get him in here, get him in the system. Maybe he starts to get some snaps at redshirt freshman. I I don't know without looking at the roster right now. I think Eli Ritchie was potentially redshirt freshman this year, and I think he got some snaps in the in the heavy Rhino package. So I could see him being a guy like that, that if, if everything goes right, he's got the tools, get him in here for a year, and we could probably see him out there as a redshirt freshman, whether that's based on need, depending on who else we can get at that tackle position, or if he's just the the dog that they think he is. Hmm. All right. Any more targets out there? Yeah. And one other note on Jordan, he is visiting Hawaii this weekend so i don't know if that's like a vacation honeymoon before (laughs) i was gonna say if i was a player and you could give me like any place to visit i I, hawaii would be up there now i'm I'm definitely not going i'm not going to sign with i'm not going to sign with you but i'll I'll take that trip i'm taking that visit like when i'm coming out of juco i want it i'm like please let me get a trip from hawaii like i was never gonna sign there but i was i'm gonna take that trip man yeah well, another guy that kind of uh, flashes is uh, you guys have seen Isaiah Jacobs, um, 5'11", 225, Juco running back from Independence. He was obviously here uh, this past weekend, posted some photos uh, earlier in the week uh, from his visit. Uh, guys jacked uh, from what I could tell, and yes. he's got good bloodlines. Did y'all know who his brother is? Yes, we do. Yes, sir. You can inform the brother of Josh Jacobs. So, um Funny enough, I was listening to a college football podcast and they were talking about the recruitment of uh, Josh Jacobs. And I just figured that he was like this dude, five star come out of high school. But they said that I think it was scout.com had uh, Josh Jacobs ranked as a three star uh, yeah. come out of high school. It wasn't even the top 300 players on that site. So, you know, this could definitely be another gym, somebody that could come in and has been at that power five level at Maryland before. He's definitely going to be a hot commodity. I'm not sure if he's got other visits lined up, um, you know, for this weekend, but he was someone I was hoping for when I got that notification last night, I was like, I hope this is the commitment uh, tweet, but it was just the photos from the visit. But I know he's going to be somebody that, that hopefully, you know, we'll get some good news uh, about on signing day. All right. Like, was it, he played at Maryland too, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a Maryland bounce back. You know, I checked out his film. Very complete back. That's that's one thing. Like even with Debo, Debo had not. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like Debo's the most talented, probably the best player that we've had, arguably. And I like if you especially if you take away the the fumbles. But um, but as far as complete when it comes to blocking, so if you look at his film, like the dude ain't got the muscles for no reason. Like he he really uses his size and um man even as like a lead blocker he was getting out there and just jacking guys up but you know he's a physical runner and he's 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 good at like everything like he's good at, he just seemed like a guy that you can just plug and play and don't have to worry about and he has those good bloodlines to where he's been around football his whole life 
he know he knows. I'm pretty sure he knows everything about the running back position, and so those guys know how in, to play the position in, in its entirety. Meaning that he just doesn't have a weakness out there. You know, he may not be the top end talent in certain areas like a Debo is, but Debo had a weakness in catching the ball and blocking. You know, and, and turning the ball over. But his his running expertise kind of trumped all of that. But um, it'll be it'll be cool to have a complete bag, and I think you can mix that with school really nicely, and you have a you have a nice, especially with uh, with spoon, with a spoon when he when he got in, he saw some real good flashes, and uh, Tay McCurry did too. So I think it'll round out our running back room really really well. Yeah, agree. Well. Some other guys that just kind of like to note, put a little footnote on it. We had some, we had two players visit uh, before early Simon Day um, that we're aware of. That you know, since um, since then we haven't heard much on. One was a six-one, uh, two-ten linebacker, uh, JUCO out of California, I believe his name is Jack Saint Floor. Um, you know, lightly recruited um, in some respects, and though he's got a UAB offer. He visited uh, the week before Christmas. He didn't sign. Um, so at that linebacker position, I'd be curious, you know, just as a name to watch, maybe he's somebody that is a spring graduate, somebody that we plan to announce. Um, and same thing with JoJo Johnson, 5'11", 190-pound defensive back. He's from Iowa Western. He's the guy that started his career at Notre Dame towards ACL, his true freshman season, I believe, ended mm. up uh, transferring and so he's gone the JUCO route, and he's got a few offers, whether it be from Buffalo, uh, Illinois, from what I can see, I think Miami, Ohio, and UAB. So those are two guys that I just kind of have as a footnote that not sure why, because if you guys remember, I think it was said that, you know, we had a really nice percentage of recruits that visited uh, that did ultimately commit and sign. And so they're two of the ones that did not. And so it'll be interesting to see if, if we end up uh, signing them on National Signing Day. Now, with those guys, I was wondering if we had, uh, you know, kind of eventually kind of moved on because um, it was some guys that went on our radar that we didn't have signed yet that we signed in that cornerback and uh, at that linebacker, especially at that linebacker position. But I really did like JoJo. I, I liked his film. I, I checked out his film when he, while he was at JUCO, and the, the guy was pretty locked down, you know. You know, mm-hmm. the Notre Dame bounced back. Um, and – I was like, man, so even with the guys that we brought in, we brought in, brought in some really good, some really, really good cornerbacks transfer-wise, and we brought in some really good freshman corners. And, we, I mean, we still got Kobe Denson and DMAC mm-hmm. and, and a couple of other uh, corners already on the squad. You know, you, you know, Swoops, he plays in that star role, but he's essentially another corner in a sense. So, I mean, we kind of got like three starter-caliber guys already, so – even losing Star and losing um, who else we lost? We lost Fat. What's this? I know his nickname. I can't think of his real name right now. But in that slot, Bonham. Bonham, yeah. Devodrick. Uh, mm-hmm. Bonham, yeah. Yeah, and um, we lost CD Daniels. You know, it's corner. We lost a couple of safeties, but yeah. I think our defensive backfield, man, it's kind of like a receiver room. You know, we brought in a lot of talent. And I think we could really be locked down. It's a whole bunch of weapons back there for help me with the name, John. <laughs> Defensive <laughs> coordinator. Sione Talfo. Yeah. Sione Talfo. Yeah. Sione Talfo. <laughs> a lot of more weapons for 
Sione, Tau, for oh yeah, there we go. There you go. We'll get it eventually. Um, but Jimmy, did you have was that the last target that you wanted to uh, bring up today? There's a few, just a couple quick hitters here. So um, hey, go for it. Know, we've had some recent uh, offers that have gone out. Uh, you guys may have seen. I think it might have been earlier this week. We had a Corey Milliner, six two one sixty five receiver from Benjamin Russell. Not that we don't have enough weapons uh, at the receiver position already, but he's someone that just got an offer. Uh, QB is always a fun topic to talk about when you're talking about Trent and the staff he's built around him, the Elite 11 connections. And you've got the offer that went out uh, to Ray Woods here locally, uh, 6'3", 215 QB. So it'll be interesting to see if he's someone that we can flip uh, from, I believe, I'm actually – Dartmouth, thank you. I was thinking Duquesne, but yeah, Dartmouth. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we can flip him. Uh, Darian and I have talked a little bit about uh, the linebacker from Lipscomb, uh, Brian Longwell. Uh, this is a guy that's 6'1", 225. You know, he's got Power 5 offers uh, from Arizona State, Auburn, Colorado, Vanderbilt. We offered him early December, uh, along with some of the other prospects that were at Lipscomb Academy. And, uh, you know, I did see in an article that we were in consideration, but just kind of paraphrasing here, I think he was trying to decide, does he want to go somewhere that, you know, with a staff that he's familiar, you know, that would be, quote unquote, the G5 level, or does he want to go, you know, take that leap of faith and take that P5, you know, opportunity. And, you know, he's going to have to make a decision here soon. He's coming off an Arizona State OV this past weekend. So I don't know if we're still... Uh, in the mix um, we'll talk about probably the linebacker group a little bit later but those are just some names and then one more before I forget William James uh, he's a six foot 180 corner from Theodore High School here in Alabama uh, he's someone that's supposed to be visiting I don't know if it was last weekend or or this upcoming he's someone that is a one-time Southern Miss commit uh, he in the article that I saw you know was hoping for and waiting for an Auburn offer if the Auburn offer doesn't come, he's someone that has got some really nice G5 offers, the FAUs, the Memphises, the South Alabama Troys. So he's someone that, you know, I've got on my radar. That could be a really nice quality pickup uh, for us here on National Signing Day. Uh, uh, what about Desmond Little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Des- I got a category on this uh, sheet here, mystery. So there's a oh, mystery we will. Guys. Um, those are some of the funnest ones to talk about because, uh, some just come out of nowhere. Like y'all know earlier this week, uh, I posted about, um, what was his name? Uh, Kendall Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just seeing, uh, he's like a, he's like a one-off on social media. You look at his Twitter account. Doesn't look like he's followed by a single staff member, uh, Mm. that we have. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you look at Instagram and, He's uh, a week ago, he's posting that he's committed to UAB, and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Desmond Little's on that mystery list. Uh, I, I feel I feel kind of good about that one, that we'll end up landing him. And then Ryan Peppins, we've talked a little bit about him, wide receiver, another local guy, you know, high-level talent. Those are on my mystery list. Well, I love it. Hey, if UAB can land some of those, I mean, that, that makes me feel a lot better about, you know, certain positions but my my main focus too and and i know the staff is trying hard and we just mentioned you know jimmy mentioned a couple of these guys uh it's offensive line because for those that don't realize uab is not going to be bringing back a single starter 
on the offensive line for the 2023 season. Now, there's still there's some there's some talent there. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Eli Ritchie earlier. You know, you've got you know a couple other guys that are really talented. Whether that's Trey Badosky, uh, you know, Brady Wilson. Those guys are still you know even listed on the roster right now. So there are some talented guys, but I think Trent and the staff senses you know, hey, we need to get some guys in right away uh, to you know build that depth and hey, you know, bring in some of those JUCO guys too that could start right away. But it, it, if we if we're wanting to discuss what UAB football that the staff kind of senses that they need right now, wouldn't wouldn't you guys agree that that number one position is you know at the offensive line, whether that's tackle or guard? Or am I just? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there talking. with you. Okay, okay, good. And I mean, I, no, Jimmy, you mentioned you know some wide receivers too, and also you know you mentioned the the guy waiting for Auburn. Uh, how about you know uh, the dazzling Worsham? You know, uh, deciding to finish out his career. I, I know he's you know former trustful kid, needs a little work. Former three star, so I, I think that we could work him in. But when you lose a guy like Trey Shropshire, I mean, if we would. You know, Darian and I have said this on the pod before. If we would have had a more balanced offense these last few years, there is no telling what Shropshire could have could have done. You know, in in this offense. So. Oh if, man, yeah, we go, we go, we can start up a whole nother topic. Um, going down that route, John, you got to be careful. We'll be here another hour. I promise. You. <laughs> yeah. The. The O-line so interesting. Like, obviously, I think uh, leading up to maybe even like two weeks ago, we were thinking, hey, yeah, we're losing three guys, but we still got Rikert at center, and we've got McGee at guard, and then you mm-hmm. blink an eye, and then both of those guys are, are departing the program for, for two different reasons. And to your point, John, that's uh, a tall task to think about replacing five guys. I think uh, luckily we've got some guys, like whether it's Brady Wilson, Trey, uh, Badosky, um, Eli Ritchie, you know, they've got some quality reps, but, you know, uh, they're all going to have to step up into larger roles and you really don't find out, you know, what that's going to look like until you're there, at least for, for us from a fan perspective. We don't have the, you know, we're not at practice. We don't see it every single day. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I've heard some really nice things about Quez Yates. So he's a guy that you know, at that JUCO level, um, you know, had some good offers, has came in, he's been here for a little bit, just a monster uh, of an O-lineman. He's someone that I know the staff is excited about, and I, I could definitely envision Quez Yates, um, you know, impressing some fans uh, starting this spring and then going into fall camp. Yeah, so I remember looking at Yates' film, of course, like, you know, here I go again, I'm the, I'm the film junkie, right? But I, I remember looking at his film when we signed him, you know, because I remember last year, I believe we signed him and we signed like Tater Reed and mm-hmm. Ryan Gunter, like all of these old linemen, quality old linemen guys, you know. But um, <clears throat> looking at Yates' film, I thought Yates were, was going to be pretty much pegged to be a starter, um, especially at right tackle. Because I always felt like Sidney Wells' best position was at guard. I thought Sidney Wells would be the right guard, you know. Um, and, you know, for what it's worth, I think Sidney Wells has had a lot of, like, leadership qualities, like intangibles. He was seemed like one of the spokesmen for the team. So I think Sidney had to play. I wish we would have put him inside, you know, and I guess they valued uh, McGee 
on the inside. Who you know he 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 trying he ended up transferring to Ole Miss. Um, you know I think he he was kind of polarizing that guard. You know that's what I would say. He was polarizing. I actually went back and watched some film, and you know and um, yeah he was. I mean he he was pretty good, especially on running running plays. You know I just you know I think sometimes he could get, I mean, get him in trouble. Yeah, I agree with you, Darren. Like sometimes you'd be like, "Oh, that was a good, that was a good run block," and then the next play, you're like, "What are you doing in pass pro? Like, what, like, <laughs> what Hold is going on?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. We saw saw a lot of that uh, from McGee, but yeah, good, good. I mean, I'm happy for him. You know, going to Ole Miss, um, getting some um nil. Hey, you know, ball get means your money. Get your money. That's a hey. homecoming for him too. You got to think yeah, about that. That's right. Home. He's from he's from Mississippi. I forgot he's about from, that. He's from Mississippi. Yeah. So. I get it. I, I understand, and I mean that was a, a, a you know a choice that's hard for him to turn down. I'm like I'm not mad at that at all, you know. So, but I always thought that that Yates probably should have been the right tackle because his his speed plus his physicality, and he has the size. So I kind of didn't understand that. I, I, I also like Eli Ritchie. I think. You know, I've been in the weight room. I've seen, first of all, the dude is huge. Like, I'm like, God, me. Like, these, that's when he was a true freshman. And I saw him, like, dang, like, where y'all getting these true freshmen from? This dude is big, you know? And, uh, but I'm excited to see him get on the field. I know he was a guy that uh, we kind of, we had to go up against Georgia Tech yep. and, uh, and kind of steal him, steal him. And, uh, he was a good, really good get for us. And I'm glad that we got him. And, uh, you know, one thing about injuries are is like you get to see players like sometimes players get quality reps. So Brady Wilson was thrown in the fire um, as center, you know. So because Will he Will part of the reason he's retiring is because Will got hurt a lot and it was a lot of damage to his body. So I've already seen uh, Brady Wilson in 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 that center. He's really good at center, and I'm I didn't know we had that type of player behind Will. Um, but seeing that 72 out there, seeing him do his thing, I'm excited for him. I am concerned about that left tackle spot. Um, you know, we saw Badowski get out there, and Badowski did good at Alabama A&M at left tackle. He really did. I just we we didn't get him enough reps outside of that game. Um, to really understand, I remember they had a defensive end that was getting off, but honestly, that was on Sidney Wells' side. That wasn't on Badowski. Um, do you remember that, John? They had that one guy <laughs> on Alabama A&M at the beginning of the year. He, he played. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, he was, he was, an, app, he was, he was an app state transfer. Yeah. He, yes. was, uh, he was good. He was he good. Was, That's the best player on their team by far. He was wrecking shop. And it was, he, was, he was doing that on Sidney Wells. Uh, he really didn't line up on Badowski. So I didn't really, you know, whatever. Whoever guy was lined up on him, he killed him. But then after that, Kadeem was back, and we really didn't. I, I tried to go back and watch the Liberty game to see if Kadeem sat out the first half of that game. No, he was he played the whole season um, after that. So I'm like, okay, we really don't have the film, but we know that he has. He was, I mean, he was the main backup. So um, I know he was a little light. You know, he was tall, physical, but he wasn't the biggest guy. He probably was about 290. I wonder if they got weight on him. Trey Hearn was really, really good at left guard. Like, Kadeem, Kadeem, I felt like was our best lineman, but we had Trey Hearn right next to him. And Trey Hearn was the emotional leader, uh, but he was the most physical guy, I believe, that we probably had on the team. 
And um, I think it'll be really hard trying to replicate that. And I know we have a Juco signee in uh, Jalen Nettles. And I really liked his film. I didn't know if we want to place him at tackle or inside a lineman. But I was kind of like tinkering and thinking about maybe what our alignment can look out. If we don't sign any portal linemen, you know, I was thinking that Yates might be at left tackle, Nettles at left guard. But we still got other guys that can compete for that guard position. You know, like Zaire Flournoy. Um, Mm -hmm. He was very physical coming out of high school. He's been incubating. I think he'll be a redshirt sophomore or junior. So and you he, could put Nettles at, at tackle too. I mean, was he six four? Was he three hundred, three fifteen, something around that range? So you could probably move. Yeah. So you could, if you wanted to move him to tackle, you could. Right. Now, if Jimmy, I don't know if Jimmy remember or not. Um, if Nettles played right tackle in JUCO, or if he was an inside lineman, but um. I think he has that versatility. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna joke with you, Darren. I feel like uh, it might just be the need at that position, but I feel like every time I do, which is not a lot, turn on the film with the O lineman, I feel like everybody's playing tackle. I'm like, who, who's playing guard? <laughs> it's probably just the, the guys, nice. whether it's Townsend or you know some of the, the commits. Um, I, I can't pronounce his name, Mason from out in Arizona. These guys, I keep looking like they're out on the outside, and I'm like, does everybody start at tackle? Heck, I don't know. Yeah, Gunter. Um, he was a, a guy that we was able to kind of swing back around and get. I forgot who he was committed to at first. His Liberty. He was committed to Liberty, correct. And he had a, a slew of other offers, but we was able to keep him home. He was a tackle. You know, um, I believe Tater Reed was a guard. Only thing about Reed was he was a little light. You know, even coming out of Juco, he was a little light, but he's been able to, you know, be in And he was hurt coming in um, last mm-hmm. year. Um, I know, you know, being in a strength and conditioning program, his film was really good too, but being in a strength conditioning program, he's probably been able to gain that weight. He's older, you know, I believe I, I don't, I, I haven't seen him play honestly. So I don't, I can't, I can't attest to say, Oh, I think he'll be the guy that's sliding in. You know, I just, I'm just going off of going off of Trent's words. I do know he looks at Nettles as plug and play. And I mean, shoot, we got all five linemen. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty. You can put you can put Peg Wilson in at center. Yates is going to start at a tackle somewhere. Yeah. Um, I feel like he has better feet, so I'm thinking he'll be at left. Eli Ritchie, I'm like ninety percent sure he's going to start at a guard. I think he could have been a starter last year, and we wouldn't have missed a beat. Um. And then I I do so I think there's three right there that you got you know so who knows after that you know is Reed gonna come and take that guard spot um what what does Flournoy what does what do the other guys offer even though we're projecting guys you know I don't think it's all as gloom as doom as it may seem I also don't think that we're gonna run an offense that's so dependent on the offensive line being so dominant yeah good point good point um. I think, you know, last year we – it's funny because a lot of times, you know, if you have a big play offense, it's through the passing game. But we kind of depended on big play runs. I've, mm-hmm. It's kind of the weirdest thing. And people people like to think of us as like a four yards and cloud of this old school offense. But I'm like, honestly, 
in order for us to score, we depended we depended on those long runs. And um, when we didn't get them, a lot of times we were bogged down from like the 30 yard line in. We go back and look at the film. It's like, man, we're not finishing these drives. Well, we our offense wasn't creative. You know, um, it was really dependent on the O-line and Debo or big play from Shropshire. There you go. You know, <laughs> you know, so um, I'm I'm. I think with all of the weapons and the versatility that we have this year, I think we don't have to just depend on the offensive line as much as we did in the previous years. You know, thoughts on that, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that from a scheme perspective, I would agree with that. And one thing I just want to remind everybody of is that we just hired our line coach, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when you look at just the timing of everything, uh, you know, that had to be a little challenging. Um, you know, we're not going to have A pluses at every position group. Uh, you know, we we waited on our O-line coach because he was a national champion. And we had to wait for him to finish up his season. So, you know, it, it just takes some time. Uh, I think when now that he's in place, uh, you know, there is going to be another transfer portal window, albeit a short one in May. Uh, hopefully we can hold on to as many guys as we personally can. And then there will be opportunities. I can uh, guarantee you, you know, following spring practices at other programs where guys are going to choose to leave and look for other playing time. And and we might be that destination for them. We might find our guys internally. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be junior college guys that graduate in the spring, that graduate this summer, that heck, that might graduate in August, that, that always seem to kind of pop up. And, you know, so I have faith that, you know, we've done a great job, you know, across the other uh, position groups are doing a good job here and you know it's if it is a point of if it's as much of a point of emphasis as we from a fan might believe you can guarantee you it is there in the uh in the coaching rooms and so it'll be something that we still have time uh to piece together and and I, you know and i have some connections there i can tell you from a from straight from the horse's mouth that it is a concern. It is something that they targeting, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a fact, not even from the fans, but just from every, from them, from the coaching staff um, themselves. So, um, you know, they see it, everybody see it. We need more depth. We lost five guys up there. You know, we <laughs> lost our starting five. Of course we need, um, no matter how, no matter the talent that we had incubating. Yes. Because, we we signed a slew of D linemen. We signed a slew of DBs. Our wide receiver room is the best the room has ever. I'm looking at all the weapons. Like, how are we going to play all these guys? Think about it. We got dazzling worship. We got Pippins now. We yes. got John Palmer, Jordan Palmer, Fred Farrier. You know, uh, Malachi. Malachi Hope Bennett. We uh, signed Amari Thomas. Like, we I could keep going. Uh, Samario Rudolph. You know, like TJ Jones, I, you know, there's no way that we're going to be able to. So we, I mean, we might lose a guy to in the receiver room um, to the portal, to be honest, because it's just so much talent. I'm like, wow, this is clearly the best room we've ever had here. So like, we don't, re- we, we don't have to sign another receiver. I know we just offered a guy, you know, <laughs> but we don't, we don't have to sign another. We got a whole bunch of linebackers. Um, the defense, you would think the defenses was retooling, but we signed so many guys, but we, we didn't lose a single guy to the 
the defense to the transfer portal. We just lost him to graduation. We have almost, I mean, we got Fish McWilliams and we got guys like Joker Gill that didn't play last year that was like big gets for us, you know. Um, it's so many guys back and so much talent. So we can really sit down and just really focus on, especially if we get Isaiah Jacobs at running back and and the guy like Desmond Little at edge. Um, we can really sit down and focus and just hit offensive linemen with every, you know, everything we got. We can send the whole staff on in-home visits. Like, yeah. just go crazy with it. And uh, so I like overall, I love where the ros- roster construction is headed. I can see where the playing time will be available for guys. I like the fact that a lot of guys that's, that's been sitting and waiting their turn is going to have an opportunity, you know, to to show – Show that stuff, and I we'll get we'll get into it in later pods. But I'm curious to what Damon Stewart at quarterback. Yeah, I know, I know, you know, we see Landry Liddy, and you know, we see Jacob Zeno. But I'm curious, can Damon be the guy? You know, like give him a shot. Let's see, let them battle. Um, and we have a lot of those kind of position battles. I feel like that's going to take place in in the defensive backfield too. So, hey, I think we're sitting in a good spot, and um. I don't want anybody to worry. I don't want anybody to worry. Like, man, we're gonna, we ain't gonna be able to do nothing without an offensive line. Like, <laughs> these guys know what they're doing and they see the problems and they're addressing it. Trust me. Definitely. And I want to go back to, you know, Jimmy made the point earlier. Like, if you're an offensive lineman recruit and UAB is recruiting you, and you know, there's not an offensive line coach on staff, like. I mean, why would you commit right now? You you know, now they've got it in place with, uh, you know, Eddie Gordon, who I've heard great things from George. You know, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Graham Coffey, who runs uh, DogCentral.com uh, for Georgia. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, this is his first on-field coaching position, but this is an analyst that has had his hands on the offensive line for Georgia these last few years. And I mean, they, they're back-to-back national champs. So you know he's going to bring it, and you know he's going to be able to pick out, you know, really, really good talent to bring on the south side for that offensive line for UAB. Yeah, and think about this, Sean. I mean, to apply that same example to life, imagine if you're, you know, looking around for new employment, and you got five interviews, and you're going around, and you're interviewing for company X and then company Y, and then you get to company Z. And uh, you're like, so who will I be reporting to? Well, we don't really know. We're still trying to fill that position, too. (laughs) Okay, well, let me, you know, this company over here sounds a little bit more steady. They're not, they they know who the boss is going to be. I can envision that. So, I mean, you're dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. They're about to commit, whether it's for a semester or the next four or five years of their life. And they're thinking, who am I going to interact the most with, you know, for for this time frame? Uh, So, you know, again, to your point, uh, John, I've, I've seen a lot of good stuff online about uh, Gordon as well. Now we've got him in place. Uh, love what Darian said. Now the staff can really concentrate. Let's put a lot of our effort into this one uh, position group. You know, let, let's finish that out strong. And, you know, we look good in a lot of other areas. So that, that should be uh, hopefully what happens. Yeah, and it's also reassuring with Gordon. It's like um, I like to pay attention to what other fans have to say. Of course, everybody loves their – let me refrain. Not everybody loves their guy, but especially if they come from if they're coming from a successful program, they do. They tend to. So 
a lot of fans um, and a lot of a lot of like uh, coaches or the coaches and former players, they seem to really, really love Gordon. And um, so in the in from what I've what I've heard, he's a great coach uh, from inside sources and just connections and asking around about people. And a lot of people vouch vouch for him just like they vouch for Trent. Everything mm-hmm. I've heard about Coach Dilfer is like this guy is really a man of his word. I mean, he talks and he says a lot, but he really believes what he's saying. He really bags it up. And um, with his defensive coordinator, Sione Tafao, right? I said that right, Sione Tafao. From what I'm seeing, what he's producing, like I, we don't know anything about these guys. And they haven't played. They we haven't played a single game under this staff yet. But in just in recruiting, just in recruiting us being in the mix with so many of these guys and us closing on so many guys, us retaining, like, I think it's a little scarier for the offensive players because you don't kind of don't know what system you're going to be running and you don't know if you're actually going to play. So I think it makes sense to kind of transfer out, you know, like we lost some tight ends. Like a lot of the people we lost on offense, um, how can I say it without, without saying it, like as if I'm throwing shots. They were talented mm-hmm. guys, but we we had a lot of we had a lot of people at those at those positions already, I guess. Except for like Dylan, it would have been really nice to have Dylan back. Um, and because in all honesty, and I'm gonna just be real, and I ain't got to kind of watch myself anymore. I believe Dylan was more held back in BB system than if he was in another type of system. Our system is very run oriented it's not really made for a quarterback or receiver or playmaker um that's just the type of offense that he runs that's it's nothing wrong with that but i think that held dylan back no and what's i mean real quick just hitting on that darren like what was so frustrating you know especially for uab fans you know just Watching the byu game like well watching the middle tennessee game this year seeing the potential like of just kind of spreading it out more and just, you know, modernizing this offense. Like UAB, like they showed, that staff showed glimpses, but then would just revert back to <laughs> hand the ball off pro style. Let's just, you know, you know, be whatever gets the job done, milk the clock, whatever. Like it, it was frustrating because we saw the potential from Dylan Hopkins and we wish him nothing but the best at New Mexico. Um, but I mean, I guess he's still going to be running that same style under Brian Vincent. So I hopefully they have somebody there that can help. You know, like you said, you use the perfect word in modern modernize. Yes. Um, I think what made it hard for the, our offense was that it it required people to play a certain role. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it didn't allow playmakers to really flourish like I don't I don't really know. What we we made like we tried to do that with Rajay. He's the perfect guy, Rajay Johnson uh, Sanders, right? To talk about this with, because he went down to Troy, balled out. He, yeah. <laughs> he balled out. Like yeah. we had that same talent here, but we used him in a role. We was using him as a speed jet sweep guy. That was kind of it. That's kind of all we did with him, and then. He wasn't able to run his route tree. He wasn't able to show what he was. So if I'm a receiver, why in the world, if I'm not playing with the position that Xavier Ubosi 
or Trey Shropshire. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in that position, I'm not coming to UAB because why? I'm not going to get the ball. And I felt like, you know, when we did have the tight ends flourish, that's when Coach Craddock was here. Of course, yep. we you know, and so I feel like that's when we really utilized them more. And uh, I think we kept some of those concepts, but we kind of seemed like we regressed in a sense in that, you know, without real, being here. Real, real quick, kind of comparing, you know, Rajay, I mean, you look at a guy on the roster now that they basically used for <laughs> just sweeps is that that's TJ Jones. You know, that was a guy that came out of Penn State that we were all pretty much excited about. And we we know what he can do, but that's primarily what he did these this year and last year really was just for kind of jet sweeps like it's just I have no clue if he can run a run a route yeah can't, i mean because we haven't seen it yeah <laughs> can he run a route did we see him catch a downfield pass like i'm being honest like we did in the spring game <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's that's the point is like you know i do believe signaling with all of the receivers that we have, like Malachi Hope Bennett and Dazzling Worsham and Ryan Pippins, just those guys alone. I forgot we, we got uh, Brandon Dawkins. Was it Dawkins or Hawkins? Hawkins. Yes, Brandon, Hawkins. yes. Very good. I looked at his film. Very good and very nice size receiver. That was well sought. He, like, he, a lot of people wanted him. And Washington we got him. So we got, one time. He what? He was a Washington State commit at one time. And, you know, in that system in Wazoo, like, they run a pretty spread out system, a lot of receivers, and they they let those playmakers flourish. I think that we can rotate so many guys out. I, I'm a Fred Ferrier fan, like me and John. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, we, we're on the Ferrier camp, <laughs> right? Yes. I'm a, so my thing is, it's like, and uh, Iverson Hooks, if he stays too, I mean that's another like that is a loaded hey, group. Yeah, John, I got I got some good news. Guess who was just added back to UAB roster today? Please tell me it's Hooks. Iverson Hooks. Yes, that that's some good news right there. Breaking breaking news. <laughs> I, I remember Steve Irvine telling me about him when he got to see him early on in fall camp, and then I got up to the practice facility and saw him, and I'm like, okay, that that's gonna be the guy going for going forward. So I'm I'm definitely glad that he is back on the UAB roster. Oh, yeah. So, so many guys, like, we can legit rotate in and out, guys. And I know you can use them because I look at UTSA, right? They had three receivers and a tight end. That was pretty yeah. marquee. It's like, oh, the best in conference. I'm like, you can spread the ball out. Like, we have the – my my thing is I felt like in UAB you had a role, and it was kind of like, look here, throw to this guy. I like when – quarterbacks can go through progression if if safety is over here let's do this we can we got like let these guys we don't have to have a uh, a role just throw where the ball is supposed to be based off what the defense is giving you right. and um you know i'm excited to see that be implemented this year you know you look at nick coleman you know qb's coach you know coming over from uh, south carolina you know i mean I, you know, obviously Trent Dilfer is going to have his hands in the mix, but, and obviously Alex, you know, Mortensen is too, but you look at the QB coach, Nick Coleman, like I'm confident with him coming over to be able to develop these quarterbacks. Like Darren, how, like when we saw good glimpses of Jacob Zeno, like you, Jimmy too, you know, you go back to that UTSA game. My goodness, man, if they could just do that, hurry up all day, like, and you know, <laughs> let Zeno do his thing. Like, right. 
Come on. You know, and it's man, we we have the weapons. I think so, you know, just to carry like kind of put a bow on this like what I was saying is like, you know, we don't won't have to depend on the offensive line much. I think we can we can run some quick game. You know, we can we can get the ball out quick and it won't be a bad thing because you're getting in you getting the ball into the hands of uh on any given play it's gonna be a Worsham or it's gonna be a Peppins or it's gonna be, you know, uh Hawkins or oh man, there's to John Palmer. We saw the speed he can have. Like Fred Ferrier on any given plate, it's somebody that's good with the ball in their hands. And um, so we can get the ball out quick, one, two, three, bam. And we don't have to hold up for so long on every play. It's not, it doesn't have to be a slow developing play. And um, I'm also excited about the ability to actually go down the field and, and win the game. Mm-hmm. Think about in those, let's be honest, like how much confidence did we have if it's um, two minutes left on the clock, we got a timeout left. Our whole offense is not was not set up to push the ball downfield via the pass game. And to be and I, real, most of the time we didn't even have a timeout left. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said this. Don't edit Especially it early. <laughs> okay, do I need to edit that out or leave it in? <laughs> okay. But yeah, but a lot of, in a lot of those instances, look back at those games. We actually depended on a big run, and that's so. That's like kind of, I guess it's just backwards to think about. But we we depended on a big run, mm-hmm. like we we really were dependent on like thirty yard gains in those instances in the run game, because our offense, not because of the talent, but because our offense just wasn't schematically made for that. So if we got into certain positions, it was really hard. For us to get out, you could. It's easy to box. It was easy to box UAB in. You shut off our run game, make us make throws. In certain teams, we can make it against like Georgia Southern or Middle Tennessee. But um, you know, if you if you made us play one dimensional, it was a chance that you can probably turn us over and get us into a game that we weren't familiar with, and it's, it's lights out. So um, um, I'm just happy to see. Well. We don't know yet. I'm anticipating a more versatile, versatile and modernized offense. No doubt. Guys, anything else before we wrap it up? Yeah, we had other stuff on the agenda, but I mean, listen, how long are we into this? We're about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we can do a uh, we can do a, a part two or something. You know, we can talk about more. I I really enjoyed having having Jimmy on here, man. I did too. Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, you you were great. You know, I I will have to have you on again if you if you want to come back on. I'd love to. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, hey, signing day. You guys are probably listening to this Thursday morning, Thursday evening. Signing day, February first, a week away. So we are all anticipating to see who else uh, Trent Dilfer and this coaching staff adds to the hashtag Fire Breathers Only. Can't wait. And also, hey, guys, don't forget, uh, 205 Day is uh, Sunday, February 5th, 205. So go to UABsports.com and get your tickets for that event at Iron City. And before we close it out, basketball, please get it together. Like, Darian and I wanted to do a basketball episode, but after that North Texas game, it's just 
I mean, we really ran out of things to say. Like, and we just don't want to keep berating the team and berating was because the the problems are obvious. They are still fixable. So let's just get it. Let's get right. Let's get right this weekend at home. Thursday night, Louisiana Tech. Saturday on the road in Houston at Rice. Let's get two dubs and get this going on the right way because I I don't know. It's just frustrating. Let's say Jimmy, you got any thoughts on the basketball? I can't see us lose to another team that's got the mascot of an owl. We gotta, we gotta overcome that on Saturday. Please Listen. overcome the rice thing. We are so sick of rice. I was, like rice, like, and I, and that's, I ain't taking no shot at, shots at all. Right, rice is a great school, great athletic program, but I'm just tired of losing the freaking rice. Like, it ain't like they've been like world beaters or anything. Like, why do we have this? You, you want to know what's funny? When I played. We lost the rice too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. Golly. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what they have on us, man. They 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 were not that good when I played them. And you know, based off their record and you know what they're doing, they're not they 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 weren't that good in football, at least, you know. So I I'm just these, saying I'm just... we we had uh we lost to rice uh a few times now. We lost to FAU in basketball and football. Uh, so far this season, we face Rice on Saturday. Then I think we've got uh, the FAU Owls coming in. We got Temple in our new conference next year. Yep. So we just got to overcome <laughs> this whole Owl thing, or I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> like, like our dragons, like our Owls, the kryptonite of dragons. Like, I need yeah. to. <laughs> I, I've never seen a Komodo dragon be defeated by like an Owl. Like. <laughs> It don't make no sense. It doesn't. So let's please basketball. Yeah, like just to John's point, we didn't. We've been saying the same thing over and over, you know, on basketball. And uh, honestly, we just felt like we didn't have anything fresh to say, and we didn't want to come off as negative Nancys because we love this team. Oh yeah, we want to see the best for them. So I'm not going to continue to talk and sound negative about them when when they have the talent and we have great coaches and. Like I said, we said this is different than football. You know, we can go through all of this, but if they go through and win that CUSA turn that championship, the tournament, that's that's what matters. I don't give a damn about none of this. You know, so I can give you all the uh, cliff notes version on the basketball recruiting update. We are uh, recruiting, recruiting actively shooters, so we're looking for people that can put the ball in the basket. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good time. <laughs> that is what we need on this team right now. Some shooters. Cause, yeah. Cause I was about to send my daughter out there uh, last game to see if she can make some shots. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Man. Yeah. Well, well, Hey, let's see if basketball can, if, if the guys can start giving a hoot and take down rice Saturday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> first, first and foremost, <laughs> take down La Tech uh, for potentially. The such last a time. Dad, that was such a dad pun. <laughs> That's a dad. That's a dad pun. Yeah. Yeah. You're. you're yeah. You're a successful dad. Only. Only successful dads can say stuff like that. So. You there know. you go. Why, <laughs> well, right, Darren? You want to wrap us up? Blazer Nation, let's ride. <laughs>